Welcome to Growing Pains. I'm Olivia, your host, and I am excited for this week's episode because sometimes I wonder if I should pre-record a whole season worth of episodes to release over time. I feel like that would make it easier to be consistent. But then things happen throughout my week that force me to continue to dig deeper into my self-work. And these very real moments of personal growth become an inspiration for my episodes and I feel like it makes our chats just that much more relatable because these are real things that are happening to me in real time and I'm learning how to process them and then sharing the tools that worked for me with all of you and I hope that these tools start to help you in a way as well that you can start to notice when these feelings arise and actively apply maybe some of the things that have helped me to your situation. I like to think that I've fully healed my anxiety and to an extent I have healed a lot of the triggers that create spiral-inducing anxiety, but I don't think that as humans we're ever supposed to fully heal or be rid of anxiety. In a way, I think it's a tool that forces us to continue to progress if we choose to see it that way. This week I woke up and I broke one of my routine rules of not going on my phone for at least until after I meditate. Sometimes that's 30 minutes, sometimes that's an hour. It just depends on how my morning goes, but I hate going on my phone before that. But I made the mistake of opening my eyes at 5.45 a.m. I shut off my alarm and I went straight to my email. And normally I'm, I'm pretty good about holding firm to my boundaries with work, with allowing myself to complete my routine before jumping into email responses or any work-related content. And this out-of-the-ordinary day or morning really showed me how important these boundaries are for my mental health every single day. I read an email that I received in the middle of the night and I was, you guys, when I say immediately triggered, like immediately triggered, I don't know, something about, I don't know, it just really hit me for some reason. And my brain was running in a million different directions about how my day was going to go This email made me worried about how I was going to respond in a professional demeanor, what my boss was going to say to me. And then I allowed my anxiety to take it a step further and I jumped to, well, do I even like this job? Do I need this job? And my next instinct after becoming triggered was to run, was to run away from the feelings that were coming up for me after just reading this one pretty simple email that like is going to happen in my career and it's... Like, you're going to have to respond to things that maybe don't make you feel that good. But I made the decision to become aware of my options. I could either respond well in the midst of my fight or flight mode at 6 a.m., which would not be a good option, I don't think. I could wait and let the anxious thoughts just continue to consume me all morning until I overthought my way into this deeply elaborate answer about (laughs) what I should say or, you know, the reason why everything is culminating to what it is. Or I could step into my grounding self-practices and try to take my morning and the time that I need for myself before moving forward with my day. And then I can move forward as my best self, in my best shoes, and be able to respond in the best way. I chose the latter, and I'm so glad I did, because it completely turned my day around. I ended up having a great, productive, yet relaxing day because I chose to take care of myself and focus on these anxiety-relieving tools that I'm going to share. I'm going to share the process of how my morning went and 
what each step did to help me relieve my anxious thoughts and how I used my anxiety to almost make my day better, to focus more, to become more productive, and to use it as a tool to allow me to really anchor into myself. So I got out of bed and I had originally planned to spend a few hours that morning working at the Pilates studio to get a couple observation and practice hours in. And so on my way, on my drive to the city, I did my little routine at home, just got ready to leave for the day. But on my drive, my thoughts were still very present. The spiraling thoughts of how I was going to respond, just thoughts on work were still there. And this is at the point where I'm like, okay, the moment I step into the studio, I need to make a decision as to if I am going to allow this to keep running through my head, if I'm going to allow myself to feed into my anxiety, if I'm going to allow myself to be consumed by these thoughts, or if I'm going to do what I decided I was going to do and be present and focus on the moment that I'm in. So the moment I entered the studio, I chose that I was going to spend my time connecting to my body and connecting to myself because I've learned time and time again that every single time I allow myself to connect to my body, whether that's through exercise, whether that's through meditation, I always come out understanding my emotions better. I made sure that while I was going through my Pilates class that I was focusing on solely moving my body, on how it felt, and on understanding each movement. By the time I finished class, I had a pretty clear idea of where my anxiety was coming from in my body. And here's a huge tool, a little hot tip that I like to share when it comes to when anxiety becomes present in my life. Either through movement or through a still meditation, I sit and I like to ask myself where my feelings are sitting in my body. Where is all this energy being stored? Where are these emotions coming from? Sometimes I can feel it in my stomach and it's like a pit in my stomach. It, it hurts and it's, you just know, the butterfly feeling in your stomach. Other times it'll come as like a tightness in my throat as if I, can, I can't yawn, I can't get a yawn out. Or sometimes my heart beats really fast or in this instance, all of my anxiety was coming straight from my head. And in each of these things, I can identify why I'm feeling anxious. So if it's coming from my stomach, it typically means that I've gone against a gut feeling of mine and this is the result of that. And I just need to stick back to my instinct and continue to follow my gut. If I have this really tight feeling in my throat, the like can't yawn feeling, it typically means that I probably said something or I'm anxious about having to say something or I'm anxious about anything that has to do with vocalizing my emotions or vocalizing my feelings or vocalizing anything that's coming up in my life, basically. If it has to do with my throat, it has to do with something verbal that I'm either anxious about coming up or that I had said in the past. Now, all this emotion being stuck in my head was strictly being caused by me overthinking, by me allowing my thoughts to consume my head to start to control my life when the opposite is quite the truth. When we are in control of our thoughts, we are in control of our heads. But sometimes when anxiety kicks in or when really strong feelings arise in our head, they start to take control and they start to feed you things that aren't true and you start to believe them. And that's where you have to make that conscious choice of how you're going to move forward with those thoughts. 
After I get to the point of being able to identify where the anxiety is sitting in my body, I can move forward with starting to heal it. It it all connects our minds, our bodies, our spirits, everything within ourselves, eating food, drinking water. It's all connected and it all has a very big part to do in how we feel every single day. So after I identify in my body where that anxiety is coming from, I can sit with it. And so I got in my car after Pilates and I sat there for a bit. I closed my eyes and I started to breathe with my hand on my heart and one hand on my belly. I'm taking a breath now. And I began to do this visualization practice. I like to visualize that with every breath, it is being sent to that part of my body where the emotions are sitting. So in this case, I sat there and I took a breath with my eyes closed and I imagined that the breath was flowing up into my head. And on my exhale, it was pulling out any of the bad emotions and exhaling it out with me. I did that for a while and then I began to add in just the intention, just the thought, the feeling that each of my inhales are filled with love and they're filled with acceptance. So I would breathe in love and acceptance. This is all mental. This is all a visualization. Such strong, powerful practices. But I'm breathing in that love and acceptance. I'm allowing it to rush into my head, to break up any of the stuck energy that's in there. And then I'm allowing myself to exhale it all out, all of the bad out, all of the good in. And I continue to breathe and I watch as that energy flows through and begins to break up the stuck emotion in my body. Now, I'm not saying that your visualization can heal everything, right? But it can help to make it feel just a little bit more digestible before you can actually move forward. Because even after doing the internal work, there is always a question of the external factors involved. There's probably something external that has to do with what triggered your anxiety. And now anxiety isn't always about something specific, right? Some days we just wake up and it's like, wow, I'm feeling incredibly anxious today. However, there is almost always some kind of trigger that forces your body into that mode, that forces your body into that fight or flight mode. It could have happened the day before, the night before. It could be something that's coming up. So identifying that trigger is really huge because my next step is reaching out to somebody who can actually help. Sometimes in these instances, I'll immediately go to calling my boyfriend or I'll immediately go to calling my mom. And I did. I I tried to call my boyfriend. He was in class. Honestly, thank goodness he was in class because all he was going to do is reaffirm the things that I was telling myself because I have such strong mental health practices that he also has in his life. And I know that he would have just affirmed all of the things that I already was doing that I already do in my life to feel better. But the next step was to call my boss. It was just to talk to the person who was the most closely related to my feelings and to moving forward with what needed to happen because that was something that I was anxious about. I was anxious about what my boss was going to say to me. I don't want to do bad. I want to make sure that I'm always doing my best. And if she feels like I'm not doing my best work, that can cause inducing, like anxiety-inducing feelings for me because that's where my fear stems from. I have a fear of not being good enough. I have a fear of not doing my best, and that's something really real for me, and I know that I live with that fear, and I try to push past it in all of those moments, but 
being vulnerable with it and allowing myself to talk to the person who was most involved in that situation made me so much more clear on how I was going to move forward. I became clear on my thoughts and feelings and I just had to let myself step into a potentially uncomfortable conversation. And feeding into my vulnerability in these conversations is a huge part not only in building that trust in our relationship, but also in allowing myself to ask for help if I needed it. And in this case, the help that I was asking for was just validation. It was genuinely just her point of view, what I needed to hear from her. And it was a confirmation that, yeah, there might be some things that we need to improve, but there are also things that are being done right. And that's in every situation in life. And it's not always going to be all good or all bad, but being able to be open-minded enough that there are areas that we can improve on. Taking the blame if something happened and then moving forward and excelling in that department next time. I think I was also overthinking this quite a bit and there wasn't anything terribly major. So my boss and I were able to have a nice conversation about it and she's always great and support supportive and everything. But reaching out to that person, finding the answer that you need to calm your mind to move forward. The next step, and this step, this step I learned in college and I have learned every day since the first time I learned it, continue to show up. Show up, show up, show up. If there was one big lesson I have learned time and time again, it's that when you put your baggage aside, when you put aside your feelings and your thoughts, your emotions, and you show up, you are subconsciously telling yourself that you trust yourself, that you can put aside your personal life and you can show up and try to be the best version of yourself in these moments, in any moment that it is that you need to walk into next. This step builds confidence and it continues to show me that life is only as hard as I allow it to be. So I got off my call I went into work, I got the content I needed, I knocked it out, and I even had time to take care of myself after completing my work. I didn't let myself continue to sulk and sit around and feed the emotion because honestly, if I did that, I probably wouldn't have got any work done. Which brings me to the last tool that I used in my day to really turn it around. Find an activity that makes you feel good again. So I got my work done. All the work that I needed, I got the content I needed, and it was a beautiful 75-degree day in Chicago, probably one of the first of the year. And I was like, I'm not going to let this beautiful day go to waste. I'm downtown. I'm going to go take my editing that I have to do for the day, my little lunch break, and go sit at my favorite beach. And I did. I was productive. I made sure that I laid on the beach and I edited the videos that I needed to edit. I got some sunshine in because, wow. If there's ever something that can make us feel alive again, it's the feeling of sunshine on our faces every once in a while, especially after a nice cold winter. So I was both productive and taking time for myself. You can call that a habit stack. But I allowed myself to take that time to feel good. I didn't beat myself up or deprive myself of having a good day just because I allowed it to not start off on the best foot. These are very practical tools that I use and that I used on this day 
to calm my anxiety down. I turned my day around and I ended up having a wonderful day. It was productive and I accomplished the things that I needed to accomplish for the most part. And I moved forward just with what I needed from that. And that's just proof that, yes, there's always tools to move forward and feel better, but sometimes you have to do what feels best for you. I can tell you breathing exercises or journaling prompts or this or that to do to help heal and feel your anxiety better. And while yes, those are all great things, sometimes they aren't incredibly practical in our day-to-day. Sometimes you just have to go. You have to get moving and you have to do something that makes your emotion and your body connect to your mind so that you can understand what's going on. Instead of running away from it, because I could have ran away from it, and I'm let me tell you, if I allowed the lies my anxiety was telling me to take over, I probably would have spent the last few days running. I would have been doing the bare minimum work. I would have been trying to figure out a way to transition again in my career. I would have spiraled and thought that I was lost, that I was no good at my job, that everything in my life was a mess because that is what my brain tells me when I feed into these thoughts. I could have let it change my life in a really big way. But when you realize that there's a choice in every moment, that you have a choice, that you are in control of your mind and not the other way around, you allow yourself to find comfort in your anxiety. And you allow yourself to use it as a tool for good. Anxiety is something that I know I live with. And I know a lot of people live with it. But instead of immediately using methods to suppress our emotions, we can use it as an opportunity to grow and to find self-resilience and to build our confidence. To know that we can live through the hard things that happen to us. That we can live through these thoughts that our brain is telling us. And if you're in a hard place, a hard place that I mean by you're waking up with anxious thoughts every single day, it can be draining. It can be incredibly draining. And it can almost feel as if you want to stay wrapped up in those thoughts, that those are where your comfort zone is. But let me tell you, using those thoughts as a way to progress yourself forward will bring you to a place that you never thought you could be because your anxiety is lying to you and the comfort that your anxiety is bringing you is only going to take you so far before it crumbles you because I've been there. I've been there and I'm in such a better place now that I can sit with my thoughts comfortably And allow myself to continue to move forward. And honestly, this this feels the most normal that my life has ever been. In a weird way. Just the ability to sit with my uncomfortability makes me feel as if I have crossed a path (laughs) that I have never been on before. I feel like I've always tried to run away from my uncomfortable feelings and thoughts and being able to sit with them and use these tools and share these tools. It makes me feel as if it's all here for a purpose. Thank you guys for giving us a listen. And I hope that you use some of these tools or you find tools within even some of our previous episodes that I've talked about to make a, make a system that works good for you. Find how you can figure out where your anxiety is sitting. Find a way to help clear it up, to break it up. Find those actionable steps to move past those anxious thoughts. 
if you liked this content and if you like listening to Growing Pains, give us a follow on Instagram. Or if you think we deserve it, leave us a five-star review. That is going to help us grow our community even farther, even larger, so that honestly we can help more people. Because I know anxiety sucks. it It just sucks. That's all I have to say. And I don't want everybody to have to live with it for the rest of their lives because I didn't want to live with it for the rest of my life. So follow us, share us. I love you guys so much. And we're going to tell ourselves that we love ourselves. Take a look in the mirror. Say, I love you. I'm going to say it to myself. Olivia, I love you. (laughs) Drink lots of water. And until next week, I love you guys. And that is enough. Worth sticking around for. Chat with you all very soon.